In today's economy, many are sitting with heavy questions about their careers, finances, and work-life balance. Maybe you're wondering if working two jobs is worth your valuable time and energy, or how to be more available to yourself and your family, or if now is the right time to make that career transition, career advancement, or jump into entrepreneurship. Hi, my name is Tara Hayslip. I'm the CEO of Grounded Energy 111, international best-selling author and spiritual career mentor. I help entrepreneur women and corporate career women create soul-aligned careers around their lifestyles. If you are or have been feeling like you want to do more with your career by making that change, advancement, or start your own business, I invite you to my free monthly workshop, the Be A Boss Workshop, where you'll meet other women going through similar career transitions and experience an interactive group coaching workshop. For more information, follow me on Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. Join the grounded community through my link tree and my Instagram bio. Check things out on my website at www.groundedenergy111.com or email me at tara at groundedenergy111.com. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Entrepreneurship Happens, where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly in your entrepreneurial journey. This week, we'll be talking to Stacey Wright, and she's going to tell us how she became one of the major power brokers in the marketing industry. Also, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on all of your social media platforms. So without further ado, let's get into it. IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite A Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights, and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite A Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill, and experience to assist you with audit representation, liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Do us a favor and tell our listeners who you are and what do you do? My name is Stacey Wright, and I am an entrepreneur. I've had five businesses over the last 20 years. Currently, I'm working on a social impact business. I'm um, also a philanthropist, so I like bringing the power of solving problems from business and combining it with some of the social issues that we're seeing in our world. So I figured out a way to bring those two together, and that's what I'm working on currently. Oh, nice. That's great. That's great. So uh, why did why did you become a, an entrepreneur? Why did you choose this path for yourself? I think I would have to say that it chose me because I, I've always known, I remember being an 18 year old and graduating from college and I was not graduating from high school. Sorry. I actually tried to go to college six different times and just kept failing at college. Um, And I remember walking around downtown Sacramento, that's where I lived at the time. And I just kept thinking, I'm a business owner. It's just a matter of what business am I going to own? And it was just a knowing that I had deep in my soul that I was meant to be a business owner. And then it was just a matter of figuring out which one I wanted to own and what I wanted to do, which was a whole 10 year process. But of course, 
Um, so that I, I think it chose me. It's something I can't not do. Wow, that's good. That. That's good. It's funny because my daughter already told me she's 13. She already told me about two years ago she doesn't want to go to college. So I said, hey, as long as you have a business, I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing about being an entrepreneur. It gives you the freedom to really be who you are authentically and sustainably in the world. Right, right. So how did you make that transition? How did you make that leap? Were you working a full-time job and decide to quit and jump in? Or did you just, once you decided, you know, college ain't it for me, did you start from that point? How did you make that transition? Well, like I said, I tried to go to college um, six different times. And finally, um, and I, I did a couple different jobs. I, I know I did sales for a little while and I absolutely hated it, but I was very successful at it just because I was a hard worker and I had a lot of grit and determination. Right. And then I found myself just being miserable. And I thought, well, you know, money's not the answer because I see people who don't have money who are smiling a whole lot more than I am. So I got to figure out something else. And so I kept looking and searching and looking and searching. And and finally, at some point, you know, this inner dialogue that goes on inside of all of us, um, it just said, just stop, just, just relax. It, It will happen naturally. Just go get a job and just go with the flow. So I, I resolved myself to just get a job. And so the first job that came available was um, stuffing envelopes in an insurance agency in LA. And so I started working there and I worked, it was my first real office job. And so I showed up every morning at eight, left every day at 4.30 and just stuffed envelopes. And so I just took it one day at a time and kept doing the next right thing, the next thing that felt right to do. And so over the course of the next 10 years, I worked my way through different insurance agencies, learning everything I could because I I learned really quick. And so I would master one task and then move on to another one and then move on to another one. And by the time I was 29, I I felt like I was ready to open my own insurance agency. And so at that point, when I was 29, um, there was another person in my life that also wanted to open their own insurance agency. So we partnered up and went out on our own. And that's how we made the the leap. Oh, that's interesting. That's a different approach also. Yes, yes, it is. And then, you know, and, and you talk about the journey, it's just following that next right step, following the next right step. And then all of a sudden I had it, I had a business. And so then it was like, I felt at home. It felt like, you know, when you're a little kid, and you're playing playing house and you have all the right things and it's just really fun and that's how I felt when I got my own business and my own office I felt like I was playing house like a little girl playing house and so I felt like okay I've arrived I've made it to my my space well you know with that approach oh I'm sorry Mimi. uh you know with that approach um it's very different because on social media, I see a lot of times and it drives me crazy. I don't know about you, Liz, but it drives me crazy. And these Facebook groups, people are like, what can I do to make a lot of money? And it's like, they're looking for anything to start a business. And my thing, my only, uh, my feeling on that is like, that's not going to work. If you're doing it just for the money, that's not going to work. You know, you do need to have some type of passion behind it or what have you. And, but I see it all the time. People are just, okay, they go get a vending machine business. They go, you know, they just are opening 
businesses without having, you know, so I definitely love that approach, you know, like you said, just one thing after the other. And so it felt right instead of just, you could, I mean, you could have that day, you could have just said, okay, you know what, I'm going to start, you know, doing taxes or whatever, but we see that a lot nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, yes. or, yeah, where people are jumping from, from one opportunity to another, trying to figure it out. It seems like you brought all your skill sets together to do what you do. And speaking of which, um, what is it that you love about being an entrepreneur? I absolutely adore freedom and and, and sovereignty. Sovereignty is a big word for me. And my second, so we had the one insurance agency, we did commercial insurance for businesses and that was fun. And then the next business I had was we did insurance for the California Indian tribes. And it was right when Prop 1A passed and all the Vegas style casinos were coming into California. And we were just at the right place at the right time with the right knowledge. And we specialized in Indian tribes and just wrote insurance policies for them. But what I learned about that that was so fascinating is that these Indian tribes are sovereign. They're sovereign land, which means they are governed, they govern themselves. So they do not have to adhere to the the laws of the state of California or the, the, the government, which I just thought was very fascinating to have that freedom and to be able to make your own laws in your own way. And it actually helped for their insurance premiums too, because if you're going to sue an Indian tribe, you're going to sue them in tribal court. So those slip and fall um, lawsuits that we were so prevalent in the casinos that drove costs of general liability way up high, they didn't have that in their court system. So it was actually a more fair court system. So the insurance companies would tailor, there was a few insurance companies that would tailor their policies for the tribe so that they could save money and not have to pay these exorbitant prices for their insurance policies. But that sovereignty really struck a chord for me. And I think that would be what I love the most about being an entrepreneur is that I can make my own way. I can make my own rules. I can make up what my life looks like and I can implement that. I mean, there's so many times that I'm saying we can do different. We can live differently. We don't have to abide by these rules that we've been conditioned to, to live by. And the entrepreneur lifestyle gives me the freedom to, to actually do that. And I would say that's my, my favorite part of of being that. Well, what is your greatest challenge so far on your journey? What's been the biggest challenge? I would say the biggest challenge, and I see this with a lot of entrepreneurs, is I want to get in there and make things happen. I want to push. I want to force things to happen. I want, I have a vision of what I want to happen. And then I have all these plans to make it happen. And what I've learned over the last 10 years of my life is that there is a intelligent force that is all around us all the time that is supporting our desires and what we want to bring to the world and what we want to bring to life. And if we can actually lean into that and work with that force, things happen a lot more easily and things happen with a lot of power and a lot of ease but not the kind of power I used to power through things with. So I used to use a lot of force to make things happen. And I'm a, I'm a pretty strong person. I can force things to happen, but it was causing me a lot of stress and a lot of pain in my life. And when I learned 
that the power of this universal life force energy that's all around us creating all the time, and we learn to harness that and work with it, think about the power that it has. You think about an asphalt. You see asphalt across the ground, and then you see this little weed poking up through the asphalt, right? That little weed is not powerful. How is it making it through that asphalt? I couldn't dig into the asphalt and plant a weed in there. There is a force that is bringing that tender, vulnerable weed up through that very, very hard surface. And it makes it its way through. So understanding that that force is, is available to all of us all the time, we can bring things to life without using traditional force. And so I think that that's been the hardest thing for me is learning not to use my force and learning to work with that power and finesse. That's a beautiful analogy. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, absolutely. As entrepreneurs, um, we learn work-life balance. And with that said, how has entrepreneurship affected your relationships with friends, family, uh, positively or negatively? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't have a tremendous amount of friends, Um, I see the world very differently than most people. And so it has impacted me. I I remember I was in a relationship when I was 29, when I I was in a relationship with a guy at 29. And I am so excited about starting this insurance agency. I'm so excited about going out on my own. And he, all he could think about is why would you do that to your current employer? Why would you leave them? Like, this isn't right. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go out on your own. Like, this is like, he was so couldn't understand why I had to do that. And so that relationship ended real quick after that. But, you know, people who don't really get that drive and that I want to go do more, I want to bring more to life and we can do better. um, They just kind of get overwhelmed sometimes with all the ideas and, and things that I'm bringing to life. But I did find um, back uh, probably seven years ago, I found a group of entrepreneur women. There was three, three women that were entrepreneurs here locally. And we just started talking one day. We're like, God, it's really lonely being an entrepreneur. Um, Why don't we do something about that? And so we said, okay. So I said, Hey, y'all come over once a month and we'll spend a day together and we'll help each other with our businesses. And we'll talk about all the things that you can't talk to your neighbor about when it comes to business. You know, if you're freaking out about how am I going to make my $50,000 payroll on Friday and I don't have the money in the bank, if you go and share that with a friend or you go and share that with with a sister or a neighbor, they get overwhelmed. It's like, holy crap, I I can't help you with that and I don't even know what to tell you. That's a really bad thing to happen. But you talk to another entrepreneur and they're like, Yep, I was there two weeks ago, or I was there last year, and here's some ideas, and here's some resources, and maybe, you know, let's figure it out together. So we did that, and we were together for a year, and by the end of that year, we were completely different people. It was amazing. Our businesses were different. Our Who we were were different, so we really, really enjoyed having that camaraderie and that, and I think if an entrepreneur can find that kind of group and that kind of connection and that kind of support... Katie bar the door. There's so much more you can do when you come together with others. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. But you know, what's funny is that it takes them a, a time to find your tribe sometimes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because not every entrepreneur is the same, you know? So sometimes yeah. it takes a while to find that. Yes. So what, do you, <laughs> so what do you know now that you wish you knew back then when you first started? That, that, there is a divine intelligent force that is pulling us along our journey and we don't have to figure everything out. It will happen quite naturally if we take care of ourselves and we keep doing the next right thing. If I would have known that back uh, 20, 30 years ago, um, I would have saved a lot of energy, but then that's not the, that's not the game of life anyway. Right, right. Right. It's definitely it's definitely a journey um, on this entrepreneurship uh, trail. And um, with that said, what is, you know, an entrepreneurship for myself, um, there are ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I believe we all have a story or a couple um, about the journey. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you um, on, on this entrepreneur journey? And how did you bounce back from it? Thank you for asking that question because you are a hundred percent correct. And it's been the worst times that have actually grown me the most and brought the most blessings on the other side. The worst thing that happened to me, our third business, my third business was a product-based business. So we had a patented product that we were selling. It was a welding helmet that had 180 degree lens design. So we actually had a welding helmet that gave peripheral vision. And we sold that to Snap-on Tools, Fastenal, Granger. We sold it to many different retailers across the United States and in seven other countries. And we built that business up to about a $5 million business with about a 50% gross profit margin. So we were doing quite well and, and things, and it was growing. It was growing like crazy. And so we were on a trajectory to really do some big damage and, and build a big brand. Um, and about that time, we got hit with a lawsuit and it had nothing to do with the product. It had nothing to do with the, the business. It was literally my ex-partner and an ex-employee that had an issue and the ex-employee came and sued the company. And then the ex-partner did some things and caused us to lose the lawsuit. And so at the end of the lawsuit, we were hit with a $1.6 million judgment. And we lost the sole ownership of the patent. So the, the patent that at that time was, was valued at about $17 million just became valued at zero overnight. Because when you have a patent, if you have two owners on the patent, the value of a patent is not having anybody else to be able to do it. You're the only one that can do it. So you name your price. You don't have to compete on price. It's just, that's what makes the value of a patent. In the lawsuit, it became co-owned. So now there were two owners. So the value of having just one person that could make it was it completely annihilated the value of the patent. So through that process, there was about a 10-year time span where it was a complete come apart of my entire existence. So everything I had built up until that point, my marriage, my house, you know, the boats, the cars, all of the lifestyle that we had accumulated was gone over the course, including the marriage, um, in the period of about a 10-year window. So I went through a period of losing a lot of things. And what came of that, though, 
a lot of things came out of that. That was a really rich experience. It was a really painful experience um, because that was my baby. You know, the, the business was my baby and that was my passion. I, you know, I felt like I finally arrived to, to have created everything I wanted to create in life and um, losing all that just devastated me, completely annihilated me. And I learned early on that drinking a bottle of wine every night was not going to be sustainable. And if I chose to do that, I would be teaching my kids, you know, not healthy coping mechanisms, but the grief was so great. I didn't know what else to do. So I found that when I started serving others, the pain in me lessened. So I just threw myself into service work and I went and volunteered for a number of charities. I joined a number of charity boards. I worked at the soup kitchen. I just really threw myself into service because that was the one place that I could get respite from the grief. And that got me through. That's what got me through. What happened on the other end of that was just fascinating in that I started noticing that there were social issues that weren't that that were growing on a trajectory that we couldn't keep up with in the charity model. So our needs were growing at, at a high rate of mental illness, addiction, um, alcoholism, anxiety, and stress were just through the roof. And our ability to take care of those needs that we were having, but we're not keeping up with that. And so I as an entrepreneur you know, I said, why we need to do something. We're on a very bad trajectory. And if we don't change something, um, it's, we're looking at annihilation of our species. So why can't we solve these problems? We can, we can do, we can transplant an organ into a human, but yet we can't solve mental illness. There's so many things we can do. We can, you know, put a whole new arm on a person that actually works with their brain, but we can't solve addiction. Like there's something terribly wrong here. We can solve these problems. We've got to figure out how to do that. And that's when I said, okay, I want to create a business that solves the mental health issue and that is powerful, that is sustainable, that we can actually do something with. And so I start. that's when we started. So uh, 2020, I started a new company where we're manufacturing patented products, but we built the manufacturing plant in a way that it nurtures mental wellness. So if I go back to just your question and answer that, I've gone on a tangent, but just to answer your question, <laughs> how I got through was serving others and being of service to others. And then the, on the backside, what I tell any entrepreneur that's listening is that, you know, when those things happen, there's always something better that comes out of it. And it's just hang in there, take care of yourself, do the self-care. There were so many times that I just went out and walked in nature in the middle of the day when I should have been working, but I needed that self-care. I needed to give myself that break. So focusing on making sure I was getting the sleep I needed, getting the food, the nutrients that I needed, and just really focused on the basics of just how can I be okay? Um, because I was a single mom of young kids too. Like there was that whole piece that was playing into the mix. So I had to be present for my kids. I had to be present at least for them in their life. So that would be my advice for anybody going through a really, really, really rough patch is that self-care, 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 nurture yourself, allow yourself to come through the process and you will get to the other side. It will happen. There's always good that's coming from it. So if you can just hang in there, get through it, learn what you can, 
right? Be self-reflective and learn what you can and then move into the next phase, which is always amazing. Oh, I love that. That's that's something to go through. Definitely something to go through. And one thing that you mentioned is just like the self-care. You know, I, I'm a big proponent. People talk about team no sleep, you know what I'm saying? Or I'll mm-hmm. I'll sleep when I'm dead for entrepreneurs, grind, grind, grind. And I, I'm like, no, that is not it. <laughs> you know, that is not it. We need our sleep. Sleep is very important. If anybody does any research on it, it really impacts a lot of things health-wise, physically-wise, you know? And so, I'm, but people tend to, put grind with entrepreneurship and it's like no there there's you're going to grind to a certain extent but don't put your your, your health at risk you know what I'm saying and yep. what's the point of even putting your health at risk if you're going to do all this work and then not be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor yeah. you know and I also tell people a lot of times we need to give ourselves grace that is a part of the self-care as well. We need to give ourselves grace. Do what you can. But like, I had to go through that, you know, where I used to put a lot of pressure on myself where I, this is my to-do list and I have to do this today. Mm-hmm. Now that I've grown and evolved, it's like, as long as I take care of something off that list, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. list is always going to be there. So we need to extend ourselves grace as well. So definitely, I love that story though. Thank you so much for being open with that. Of course. Yeah. So what do you consider the best thing that's happened on your journey with like any special awards or anything? What's been the best thing on the journey? The best thing is what happened this week. Literally, I cried twice in 24 hours because of what happened this week. And it is truly a miracle and it is amazing. So I've been working on this project where we're building out this manufacturing plan. The, the whole point of the manufacturing plan is that we have childcare on site. So the employees bring their kids and the childcare is there. And we have a commercial kitchen on site so that the kids are getting the nutrients they need for proper brain development. And the, the commercial kitchen is providing breakfast, lunch, and take-home dinners for the kids and the employees. So we're making sure the nutrients everybody needs for proper brain development and brain functioning is in their system. So, right, that's like one step one of mental health. You need the physical uh, elements that you need. Um, Then the second part of that is this lack, you know, taking some stress off of the parents, especially single parents, because being a single parent is extraordinarily a heavy job. There's a lot that goes into that that you have to do. Plus, you're earning the money and all of the things you have to do. So taking a load of stress off of the parents so that the kids are not bathed in a sea of stress during those brain development years, because there's a lot of, lot of big, huge brain development happens from zero to seven, but it only happens when the kids feel safe. So if they're living in the sea of stress that we're all living in, their brain is not properly developing. So if we're going to stave off this mental health crisis we're facing, let's get to the kids and let's make sure they have what they need for proper brain development. So we're building out this this whole model. It's a vision. It's been a vision uh, for three years we're working on. We've now got uh, two patents, three products, and four brands. So we're now moving into the next phase of that. And everything's in my house right now. So currently we're in my house. Where we live, there's not a lot of structures that would house a manufacturing plant with childcare and a commercial kitchen. It's hard to find that all in one place. So the plan was to build one of our brands up to a million dollars, sell it to an aggregator, and then fund 
the manufacturing plant with the commercial kitchen and the daycare on or the childcare on site. So this is like a two-year plan that we've been working on. Um, two weeks ago, I got an email from somebody that said, I have a client that has a building. She hasn't put it on the market yet, but it seems like it might work for what you're doing. So I call the woman up and, and we're talking and she said, well, what, what do you, what are you doing? What, what kind of, you know, what is your business? And I said, well, it's kind of weird. We got manufacturing, childcare and a commercial kitchen. So we kind of need all of that in one place. And she said, well, the building I have, it's 8,000 square feet and it was a childcare facility and it has a commercial kitchen in it. And it also has a garage attached to it. Wow. It was one of those moments that was just miraculous. I mean, it was just serendipitous it was and I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience so we've been talking over the last two weeks and she heard about the vision and she said I want you to have the building like we got to figure it out however we need to do for you to have this building I want you to have it and I want to support you in it so we had a building and we're we're two years ahead of schedule now for what we're building out so it's just that just recently happened so it was huge Absolutely beautiful. And as I mentioned, yeah, it's it's alignment. What is meant for you is meant for you. And you know, as entrepreneurs, we we understand that. And you know, when things come to us, it's because it's meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the absolute craziest thing that has happened to you as an entrepreneur? The craziest thing. Hmm, I got to think about that one. Any crazy clients, any crazy clients or, or just the weirdest things. <laughs> yeah. I gotta think about this. <laughs> we could come, we could come back to that one while you're. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what motivates you? Tell, tell us what motivates you each day. What motivates me? And this is something I learned about myself five years ago through human design. I don't know if you've ever heard of human design. Human design is a system of wisdom based on your time, date, and place of birth. And it kind of tells you a little bit about yourself. So I learned about this in 2017. And it and it's the system itself told me that for me, my profile and what I am here to do is to help humanity, is to move us along our journey. And up until that point, I didn't really recognize that in me. Or if I did, I felt like, who am I to do that? That's not really, you know, that's thinking too big. I'm getting too big for my britches. Like that's not who I am. So when I heard about that as a part of who I was, I started really exploring that. I thought, well, okay, well, if that's true, then these crazy ideas I have, I'm going to start sharing them. I'm going to start talking about it with other people. I'm going to start seeing what happens. And as I shared these ideas and, and part of my design is problem solving bigger picture items and problem solving the bigger, the bigger issues in the world around us. And as I started leaning into that, these solutions started showing up for problems in, in the world that we're facing. And so really following that alignment of, of what I'm designed to do has allowed this whole new beautiful chapter of my life to to evolve and to come out. That's nice. That's nice. I I I did the chart, but I didn't fully immerse myself yet into that. So I, I love that you brought up human design. Oh girl, that. it is a life changer. So like depth. It is there and there's a lot to learn, but if you learn the basics, like human design is an experiment. 
So it's like, here's the basics. Now go play with it. But it gives you a different perspective to play with. So when you play with your design, all of a sudden things start working out really easily. So this whole business that we've just developed, that's, you know, the two patents, three products, four brands has happened quite naturally. I feel like I've done it effortlessly. The biggest effort for me is getting myself out of the way in my own mind of how I think it should go and letting it come to life the way it wants to come to life. But human design was a huge part of that journey. So I recommend it to every entrepreneur because we're thinking different. We're thinking outside of the box. Human design gives us a pathway to really follow our unique way of thinking versus being indoctrinated into the world we live in, which is not working. We have to do things differently, but how do we do things differently? And human design really gives us a a unique pathway that is specific to us to follow And as we follow that, then the evolution of humanity is coming through us. New things are happening. So entrepreneurs, especially, I definitely say, if you don't know about your human design, find it and experiment with it. I love that. So here's one of our crazy questions we love to throw at guests. What is on your playlist? What do you listen to that gets you in your mood? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I have a a playlist called unstoppable. (laughs) So it's got a lot of those kind of songs, but I I would say the, the song that I go back to over and over and over is love wins by Carrie Underwood. That song just speaks to me on a very deep level. It talks about the state of the world we live in right now and how it's crumbling and falling apart. But in the end, at the end of the day, love is going to win. Love is winning and we just can't see it but it's coming in, it's coming through us. This whole new business design that we're doing is heart-based, it's love-based. And that those are the kind of things that are gonna save our world, that are gonna turn us around and put us back on the map um, and away from extinction. So Love Wins gets me every time. If I'm ever feeling down, I put Carrie Underwood on and listen to that. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. I love Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. Yes, and so true on what you and what you say as far as you know on on that song in particular, um, what you're putting out as far as you know love, genuine love coming from your core, coming from your soul, you know, and bringing that back to you. Um, so, what do you feel makes an entrepreneur successful, and do you feel that you've reached that point? I hope so. I hope I have. I mean, things are working really well these, this last year. Um, but after, you know, after a 10 year come apart, it, it it's going to take a minute for my confidence to get back, to be completely honest. Uh, but I think what it takes for an entrepreneur to be successful is to, and I used to hear this all the time and I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. But <laughs> from this vantage point, looking back, it truly is just don't ever quit. <laughs> don't ever quit. And failure is a part of the process. Mm-hmm. it's absolutely you cannot be successful without failure so when you have failure as an entrepreneur embrace it say thank you I've got a failure under my belt when I'm when I'm looking for collaborations with other entrepreneurs when I'm looking for other partnerships for new ventures that I'm doing that's one thing that actually puts somebody up higher on the list is if they have a, had a failed venture If I have two entrepreneurs and they have equal status on everything, 
but one of them has had a failed venture and the other one hasn't, I'm going for the one that had the failure. There's something, I mean, it does something for us. It changes us. It just is what it is. So if you're in the middle of a failure, embrace it, um, love yourself through it, self-care, lick your wounds, take care of yourself, but no, on the other side, there's, there's more to come and it's a good thing. So I say embrace failure and never quit. I love that. I love that. But, yeah. but no, when, no when to quit, right? <laughs> Don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Sometimes you do have to pivot and change. Right, right. But don't ever give up on the dream, the bigger picture. Right, right. Feel your way to success. Definitely, yes. definitely. I like that. And you know, and you know what helps with that mentality, it, at least for me, is that I watch or read other entrepreneurs' stories. Like when I say like big entrepreneurs that are really made it. One of the shows I watch on the History Channel is uh, The Food That Built America and the stories behind these brands that we just, you know, we use every day, we eat every day are just phenomenal. And they did that. They never gave up. They never quit. And you would just, it it, it would shock you what failed, you know? It's yeah. like, really? And, you know, and, you know, some of them didn't even get to fully see the success that their brands have had all these years. So I love that. That helps me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of learning along the way when, yeah. when failures come. Yeah. You know, that's what we learn. We don't learn when everything's going great. Right. That's right. how we're learning. We, I mean, at least for me, I shouldn't speak for everybody. I learned through failure. Right. Right. Absolutely. Learn, learn not to repeat them. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some people are smart. They go to college and learn, but that wasn't my path. <laughs> you know, it's different. Book smarts and book experience is different than actually being in the trenches. And, and then you also learn about yourself. How do you handle the pressure, the real pressure, not something simulated or, you know, some project or whatever? How do you really, you know, handle things? So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And entrepreneurs are here to bring new stuff to the world. Yes. So sometimes that education can actually inhibit us from bringing our new thing, whatever that new thing is, it's coming through us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. You mean thinking outside the box? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So what would be, you've given us a lot of information, but what would be your one last final piece of advice to a brand new entrepreneur or somebody thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? Buckle up and take it lightly. Travel lightly. Don't take everything so seriously. And and um, when we're light, when we're, when we're not so heavy, our creativity is on. When we start getting really serious and we really try to figure things out, our creativity turns off. So the part of our brain that that really we need as creative entrepreneurs is the one where we're at ease, where we're taking it lightly, taking life lightly, not taking ourselves so seriously, not trying to figure everything out. But part of that, and part of that is something that I didn't really take care of myself in, is that we we... We have needs. As humans, we have needs. So making sure our needs are met, because when our needs are met, we're able to be more creative. Mm -hmm. So if you need to go get a job while you're figuring out your business, go get a job. That's going to take off that that pressure, and then you'll have more freedom to actually explore. I'm the type that kind of jumped in and said, I don't need a job. I'm just going to figure it out, which I did, right? And you can do it that way. 
But I think I could have been a lot more creative and gone a lot further had I just went ahead and got a job and stabilized myself financially to to have a platform to to jump from. So there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else to stabilize your position because that allows you more freedom and creativity with your brain. So I say take it lightly, have some fun, take care of yourself, and watch the magic. I love that. I love you that. <laughs> well, tell our listeners how they can find your projects, um, support you on social media. How can they um, catch up with you? Wonderful. I would love for any of them to find me on Facebook or Instagram um, or TikTok now. So um, Stacy Renee, Stacy.Renee.CEO. That's the same across all three platforms. So I welcome you to come join me on my journey. There's a lot of different things that I've got going on, a lot of different things, ways for people to participate with me um, in that journey. I love it. I love it. And we will have links in the um, description for people to follow as well. Thank you. Well, it has been a pleasure, Stacey. Thank you so much for being open and vulnerable and sharing your journey with us. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having these these places where we can have these conversations. It really makes a big difference for entrepreneurs. Thank you. Thank you. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners? Then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We will step form and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. Thank you for listening to our show today. If there was any part that you liked, please feel free to drop us a voice message. Next week, we'll be talking to Deltrice Hart Anderson, and she's going to tell us all about her evolutionary journey to becoming a tax strategist. Also, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on all of our social media platforms. Until next time, peace. This episode of Entrepreneur Shit Happens is brought to you by Entrepreneur Life Apparel. Entrepreneur Life Apparel brings you trendy and unique clothing and accessories for men, women, and children. Jump online and get your 20% off discount by using eHappens as the code. Once again, it's Entrepreneur Life Apparel and the website is shop myelife.com